When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the latest video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout. As we look ahead to Fantasy Premier League Game Week 12, uh, we'll do this via the goals and assists imminent tables, which use the Fantasy Football Scout members area stats to try and predict future returns. Today, we'll see how last week's tables did. And um, unlike everyone else's game, week our tables actually did okay um uh, we'll also reveal who's on the latest tables ahead of the weekend plus after an atrocious week for many it's good to not overreact and overcomplicate things and what better way than to simply look at who the best strikers in the game are to get you points and uh, in addition we'll take any questions you have at the end of the stream so have a think about those and post your questions in the live chat at the end my name is joe and joining me to unearth some of those under the radar gems and remember who the top strikers are is tom freeman fantasy football scouts deputy editor so Tom, welcome. How are you? Yeah, not bad, thanks, Joe. Pretty disastrous game week, wasn't it? But yeah. um, I think I ended up on uh, twenty-one points, which was uh, which was bad. I've seen worse, but um, I, I didn't see many scores over the kind of thirty-five point mark. So um, if you did, well done. But yeah, it's it's hard to think of too many worse game weeks, to be honest, um, yeah. in my time playing FPL. It's, it's, I mean, I think, I mean, well, a bad game week for every manager is the one where they have a week like that and everyone else doesn't. So this week, I didn't actually think it was that bad because everyone did badly. So yeah, exactly. I, we're all I, in, we're all in the yeah, same boat, aren't we? 26 points. And, but that yeah. was a very, a, a small red arrow. So I'm still 200 K something in the world. Yes, it's still doing well, but it's just, um, when we look back on it, I mean, we'll do a separate team team yeah. reveal video out, which which will follow this. But when we were looking at our teams last week, we were yeah. we were pretty positive going into the um, game week eleven. Haaland yeah. at home to Bournemouth, Salah yeah. at Luton, and yeah. it just I mean everything. I think I got one return from uh, Mark Gahey, and that was it. But yeah. um, let's not dwell on it no. too much. No, let's look I ahead was, to game week twelve. Yeah, um, I was out on Saturday afternoon. I was watching Yeovil in the FA Cup. The first round of the FA Cup has started. Um, a lot of people from around the world might not know that yet because they think it maybe starts in January. But yeah, uh, Yeovil beat Gateshead, who are a, d- a division above them, uh, 3-2 in a thriller at Hewish Park, uh, who are looking great at the moment at Yeovil. Is, uh, um, very, yeah, so I shall be going again soon because they have got some good players now. Got a Northern Ireland international, Smith. Uh, playing for oh, them okay. somehow in Conference League South. <laughs> I did notice it was on at the weekend because there was some coverage on the BBC mm. um, covering some of, some of the fixtures there. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, yeah, like you say, we, we kind of sometimes think it starts in January when the third yeah. round kicks in, but um, it's, it's all going on now. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, Yeovil face Disney's Wrexham next up in the round two of the ah, cup. And uh, okay. I will be travelling to Cheltenham next weekend to see them take on Wigan in League One. There's my, my tour of the lower leagues of the West Country <laughs> continues um, because I live so far from my team, Brighton. Um, okay, let's move on um, and welcome those who are joining us in the live chat uh, Thanks a lot to G Wiz, uh, Joshua, uh, Ronnie, FPL Bateman, Brian, Kieran, Gary, Gold FBL, Charlie, Scott, Woodstock, and many more. Thanks so much for joining us. Do remember to press that like button, um, irrespective of whether you like it or not. Just press it. Um, and also remember to subscribe so you can keep up to date with all our videos and podcasts throughout the week. Um, lots of good stuff uh, already taking place. Scoutcast was last night, and um, we've got many more videos and podcasts throughout the week um okay let's have a look how we got on at our goals imminence table last week um quite a few blanks um as you would expect in this horror week richarlison blank zaniola blank because he's sharing minutes with bailey by the looks of it uh nana uh, everton blanked again one day he'll get a, a return morris at luton i mean he could have got a return uh they, 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 liverpool were there for the taking um, but then we're get, getting to this lo- lovely crop of players here. So Bruno Fernandes um, from Manchester United um, got the goal last, pretty much last minute against Fulham. But as we were talking on air, um, they face Luton at home next. Luton, one of the worst, if not the worst, um, travelling side this moment. Bruno Fernandes is actually a captaincy candidate, I think, for game week 12. Do you think? Well, he, he he saw plenty of the ball at the weekend. He obviously left it very late to get the goal. Luton, I find they're a very hard team to work out because we saw at Kenilworth Road on Sunday how well they played. Yeah, um, yeah they rode their luck at times. Liverpool had quite a few chances, but generally it was a much improved performance compared to what we saw the week before, which was away from home yeah. at Villa when they really struggled. So they feel like two different teams at the moment. Now, if you're going to just look at those away stats, then for sure, Fernandes is, is one of the better picks for this week, I think. So, but... United, it's it's not still not clicking for yeah. them, isn't it? They could um, they they can go Spursy at any minute. United, so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think if I was a Fernandez owner, I think I'd be happy to own him this mm. week as a bit of a differential Definitely. in a lot of mini leagues and things. Um, whether or not I'd actually go to the captaincy, I, I, I'm not sure. I've quite seen enough from United okay. yet. No. Okay, uh, Doku is the star here. Um, so I had to uh, spend some time trying to fit in all of his returns. <laughs> so he got a goal and he got four assists as well. Uh, one of the highest, I think the second highest score, individual score this season so far. And, you know, one of Correct, if yeah. you get over 20 points, you're, you know, you're, you're in the all-time greats, you're in the Lampard category. Um, mm. So people will always remember that. If you owned him, well done. Um, we yeah. thought he would get returns um, if he played. Um, it did feel like a, a docu kind of game. Uh, Bournemouth at yeah. home that um, you know a potentially stubborn defence that can be easily unlocked by a very very fast man on the wing um, yeah um, but do you think Doku's going to play in some of the, the the upcoming games though for Manchester City is he worth getting in now I think it's quite a difficult one with Doku and I think we spoke about it last week Joe when we said yeah. that there's there's competition for places out wide at the moment you've got yeah. Foden but you've got Grealish who obviously came back and played really well in the Manchester derby yeah. Um, 
and it feels very difficult to predict who's going to get those starts going forward now. Um, he's explosive when he plays. You can see that from the weekend. I'm not quite there with Yetim as a, as a pick, given the competition yeah. in our midfields. I'd like to see him get a run of starts first, but I think there's always going to be that doubt in your mind with Doku that he is going to be benched. He's, he's not He's not a first-teamer just yet. No. no, no, definitely. And I mean, looking at the fixtures, so Man City have got Chelsea away, then Liverpool, then Tottenham, then Villa away. So in that crop of games, that feels sort of Grealish type games to me. Um, yeah, got, well, he likes he, he likes controlling those yeah. bigger games, Pat, doesn't he? Which is which yeah. is where you would favour Grealish. Whereas um, game week sixteen, uh, when they have um, Luton away, I mean, when many of those who haven't got Haaland will be earmarking Haaland to get him. Yeah. Doku could be the one to get in as well. Then, mm. um, bearing in mind Man City do blank in game week eighteen, though. It's just starting to get a bit nearer to that. So do remember that if you want to invest in Doku. Then, but then Crystal uh, Palace at home, that, that also seems like it could be a Doku game. Um, although Man City, Crystal Palace do have history. Um, so um, Guardiola is not going to take this lightly, uh, I think. Yeah, they've caused them problems in the past, haven't they? Yeah. There's a couple of teams like that. Brentford as well. They just yeah. seem to kind of run into problems against them. But yeah, um, yeah Doku, I mean, yeah, I mean, you don't get many more explosive players than him at the moment, but it does feel like a um, it feels like a hard one to call at the moment if he's just going to get enough minutes in the next kind of two or three matches. Um, Eze, very much a player that um, we recommended last week if he was fit. He was indeed fit. Uh, the team news towards the end of the week came in that he was going to be in the squad. Uh, he played. He got an assist, as as you would expect from Eze. Um, the fixtures look great from game week 12. Got Everton at home, Luton away, West Ham away, Bournemouth at home. Um, before it gets tricky, game week 16 with Liverpool and City um, straight after each other. So... Um, I think Eze is, is, is a buy now, definitely. Um, yeah. I think this is, is this fixture run you want him in for. And hey, presto, he's back going. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's particularly on your personal radio for your team, but um, Eze, yeah, is, yeah. Um, yeah I, I mean, a player we'll perhaps be seeing in the scout picks uh, for this week and coming weeks. Maybe, yeah. I think he's a great option. We've always been, he's been, he's been on these tables and we've kept him on them, haven't we, Joe? Because it yeah. felt like he was coming back yeah. soon. Mm-hmm. And he came on as a sub at the weekend. I think it was just before the hour mark. Yeah. Um, Palace, obviously, without him in the team and without Olise, they've adopted this kind of defensive kind of first approach, which has worked. But now he's back into the team. I think we'll see more creativity, um, more goals. He might be on penalties, yeah. Eze. Um, mm-hmm. He's on set pieces, and um, I think he's a he's a brilliant option and differential. Yeah. And I would, yeah, I would get him in now. I think yeah. Everton is probably the trickiest match he faces mm-hmm. in the next four. Yeah. But it's but it's at home, mm-hmm. um, and that run after of Luton, West Ham, Bournemouth, all teams who struggle defending set pieces. Yeah. I think that I think he's probably one of the best kind of mid-price, cheaper, cheaper end of the scale mid-price midfielders yep. you can get now. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, moving on down the list, Norgar from Brentford. Um, you know, he's got got some stats, but obviously didn't get anything for us. I think Mbomo is the one that people are going to go for there, um, attacking wise. Um, and uh, Madison uh, to wrap it up in, um, who went off injured in last night's absolutely cavalcade of chaos that was the game with Chelsea um, it's hard to know what to predict from that in terms of whether Spurs are going off the ball but they will be going into their next block of matches without their regular defence basically um, 
with well definitely without Romero for three matches um and we don't know the extent of the other injuries but um yeah so without their regular defense uh Madison's injury could keep him out for a while he could be back this weekend um Richarlison I was reading just now on Twitter was is going to be set for surgery um and he said it's now is time for a break so now he's sort of giving up which would indicate perhaps why Brennan Johnson was playing last night so Son fine, Brennan Johnson's playing, Kuliszewski finally gave us a return and we've been talking about him for a while as well. But a lot of their key assets gone um, and um, they're going to keep going playing with a high line. Um, which well, is, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're going to attack regardless, aren't they? Yeah. Even with nine men last night, they were pretty adventurous. <laughs> yeah. um, so I don't think as a Son owner, I'm, I'm too concerned providing Madison is fit. If you yeah. take him out of that team, I think they, le- they lose a large part of that creativity. Yeah. Add in Romero, Van der Ven, Udogi, Richarlison, all of these players who are going to be out. But if Madison's fit, I think I'd, I'd still be confident going into the weekend yeah. with Son. Got, got a chance late in the game last night, had a goal to Sloud early on, yeah. didn't he? Um but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they re- they react defensively. I think that they're, they're going to struggle a bit more, obviously, with playing or Deer, and you'd expect maybe Emerson to play centre back at yep. the weekend, maybe Hoiberg or something like that. But it's it's not ideal, is it at all? No, definitely. I mean, um, I've got Poro in my team. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't play him this this week, um, which didn't didn't hurt me. But I was I'm very tempted to play him against Wolves, but now I'm not quite so sure without that without those two yep. centre backs there. I mean, that's that's the that's been the appeal, the control that the goalkeeper and those centre backs have had, and I just feel Wolves yeah. are going to score. Yeah, and Van der Ven, he allows them to play that high line because he's so quick at getting back. Mm. If you've got Eric Deer in there, for instance, then it's mm. gonna be it, it's gonna change the it's gonna change things for them, I think. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind playing Porro because he gets forward, he gets in, you know, we saw him inverting last night when they had eleven players on the yeah. pitch. He was getting in some good positions. But um yeah, it's a bit of a worry, maybe long term. If if yeah. if they're, I mean, Romero's going to miss three games. Van der Ven, it looked looked pretty serious from yeah. what what we saw on the TV, yeah. anyway. Um, but yeah, Madison feels key. If he's fit, then I'd feel more confident going in with Son this weekend. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, let's move on to the assist imminent table. Um, similar picture, a few blanks here. The usual names that we're putting up, you know, might get us a return every now and again. But a little block of players as well. So McNeil from Everton um, didn't get a return, but Everton are looking better at the moment. Um, so that's something we flagged up last week. Uh, Ward Prowse for West Ham. I think people are it's sort of bowing or bust really at the moment. Yeah. But Kudos could be an interesting player if he if he can nail down a star. He certainly looks the business and people aren't going for Ward Prowse there. I mean, just to dwell on West Ham a little bit because their fixtures, I mean, is, is, is this pattern likely to continue do you think where where Bowen is getting returns in every away match and they are looking better when they don't have possession hence yeah. getting returns in away matches when when they're at home and they have more possession they flounder um so are they a team that are better targeting for tougher matches or away matches yeah, I think they struggle when the initiative is on them to actually take the game to their opponents. But the teams they play next are going to be quite happy sitting in. I don't think that necessarily makes Bowen a bad asset, but I do think they look better on the counter-attack. I mean, Ward-Prowse, I think we said he was a sell last week because we saw him deeper. Yeah. Um, they had suspensions at the weekend, so he was deeper again in the pivot with um, Salchek. Yeah. I think he just had one one shot and one chance created, I was looking earlier. 
Um, but you've also got Caduceno who's kind mm. of emerged, who's making a real impact. And I think that he could be a nice alternative to yeah. Bowen. Not not quite as secure in his minutes, but he kind of feels a bit undroppable right now the way he's playing. Yeah. So if he continues performing. Um, but yeah, no, it's a good point on the fixtures. But Forrest, I mean, I thought they looked really good against Villa at the weekend, yeah. defensively anyway. But it's that Burnley match, Burnley away, which um, yeah. you want to hold on to your West Ham midfielder if it's Bowen for and just hope that he can get something there yeah I mean I think with the Nottingham Forest game the um, Areola could be an issue um, Forest could yeah. score um, there and so you know West Ham you would think would have more of the game um, more possession against Nottingham Forest at home Nottingham Forest probably quite happy to to sit back especially oh, uh, that's what they did against us yeah I mean we had over 70 percent of the ball possession at the weekend but yeah. we just couldn't break them down no. um very very organized very so difficult that... <laughs> um Mario the new defender looks excellent yeah. so um yeah that that would be a tricky one I think so it could could be couldn't be could be a tricky game for West Ham, you know, mm. considering um, the way they are home and away at the moment. Eze's next on this. We've already mentioned him, Crystal Palace. We got that assist, so he actually returned the and, and the correct return for us as well. Kuzevsky's next. Finally, we've been talking about him a lot. Um, finally, got his goal. Um, Kuzevsky is nailed on in that attack, and if we think they are going to carry on attacking, but they may concede. Um, that could be that could also be good news for the bonus for whoever gets returned. So Son Kulusevski and now it looks like Brennan Johnson um, mm. on the on the left um, are the the key assets there. And Spurs fixtures are, are okay, and we got Wolves away and then Villa at home. Um, so that could be good for their attack there, Villa at home, and then Man City away. That's tricky. But then they got West Ham um, and Newcastle, and then Nottingham Forest. So it's it's a mixed bag, but um, there could be returns if you go for a differential like that. Um, Foden's next um got a goal uh, but he was on the bench I and mean, as you said it's the same deal with Doku really you can't mm. guarantee the minutes but he you know he is good undeniably yeah I just don't think the do we need a second if you've got Haaland do you need a second City attacker for this run of fixtures Chelsea Liverpool Spurs and Villa yeah I'm not I'm not sure you you do so I'm happy to kind of wait on those city midfielders a bit longer and see how it kind of plays out in the next few weeks. And then for that, that good run, what was it that kicks off with Luton? I think you said that may, maybe look at bringing an additional yeah. attacker and then. Um, yeah. You mentioned Nottingham Forest against, against your side, um, but they obviously faced West Ham that we mentioned as well. Then they got Brighton um, at home, then Everton at home, Fulham away, Wolves away, and then Tottenham at home. So they're second in the fancy football scout season ticker for over the next six in terms of difficulty. So they've got uh, the the second best run. West Ham have got the best run um, of games over the next six. Um, so investment in Nottingham Forest wouldn't be, um, you know, uh, out of the question. And those who did last game would have done very well, I think. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, we got Gibbs White here, but it probably would possibly wouldn't be Gibbs White. I mean, who would we get in if you wanted to get a nodding for, if, say you're Mark Southerns, who's a Forest fan. Um, you want to get in an, an FPL asset from Forest for this great run. Who would you get? Well, previously I would have said Gibbs White, but he's just doesn't seem to be quite mm. at it this season. I've looked at him a few times and it's just not really happening. So mm. I think if you were to look at the midfielders, looking at the game at the weekend, Elanga was the threat uh, okay. against our high, high line. 
Hudson Adoy's out at the moment, but he Alanga's cheap. I think mm. he's only what, like five million or something. Yeah. But I think I would probably look for Awanihi now he's back. Okay. Um, because he's that focal point of the attack, isn't he? Yeah. And um, he, he's proved he can kind of consistently return in the past. Mm-hmm. So I would probably look there if I was going to bring a Forest attacker in. Okay. Um, Salah's next. Um, I did say last week, he, whenever he appears on the assists or the goals imminent table, he tends to pop off. Um, but he didn't this time. I'm expecting him to pop off on this one um, to get some get some attacking returns. He was very wide um, against Luton, but he's got Brentford at home next. Um, it's a nice home game for him there. And then they've got City away and then Fulham at home as well. So um, it goes without saying he's a keep. <laughs> But um, I, I'm expecting, I mean, I'm, I'm very optimistic of returns and I think I'll probably captain Salah in game week 12. Mm. Are, you, are you similarly optimistic? Yeah, I mean, he was quiet at Luton, but he should have got an assist, shouldn't he? I mean, let's, I mean Darwin missed that absolute sitter from his header. Um, I'm not concerned with him. I think he's returned in every home game so far, two of the next three are at Anfield. So, um, yeah, he's a key. And he's, I mean, he's, I think he's my captain in my uh, okay. bus team at the moment. But yeah, he's... Good, good next four fixtures, bar that City fixture. It's all pretty positive. Okay, uh, d- doubt it, Luton. Not many people going for a Luton uh, defence. No. Um, but, you know, they can get the odd return, as, as uh, Kabori showed. Um, but um, probably sketch over them a bit. But Fulham are interesting. Um, uh, so Willian is is here. He didn't um, give us a return. I mean, he remains to be seen whether he's still on the assist imminent table. But Fulham are an interesting side in that some of their fixtures are very good. <laughs> And they could be quite handy um, with the, with some of their assets, particularly in attack. Because, but I wanted to say they did have a different striker up front. He looked better, mm-hmm. but then he was he looked injured. Yeah. <laughs> so, would well, you know what the latest is there? I haven't had an update on it. No, okay. It didn't look particularly. It didn't look particularly promising at the weekend. No. And, but I think that's the root of the problem. When you look at Villian last year, was a good player to own because he had Mitrovic. Yeah. He was converting his chances. This year they've got problems. They've obviously yeah. tried the young the young lad was at Manitz at the weekend, yeah. but but it's been Jimenez, it's been Vinicius yeah. before that, and none of them are up to that level of Mitrovic, no. and that's the problem. You yeah. can create all the chances in the world, but um, I mean, Willian had a hard time at the weekend in the fact that he was up against Wambasaka, who's a good defensive yeah. defender. Um, he was in and out of the game a bit, but I just can't look at them now at the, the midfielders or the creators in the team because I just don't feel confident anybody's going to finish off those uh, those opportunities. No, I know. So they do I just remind people of the fixtures. They've got Villa away and then they've got Wolves. They do have Liverpool, but then they have Nottingham Forest at home, West Ham at home and Newcastle away. So mixed fixtures, but when they're good, they're quite good. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, interesting differentials there. But yeah, I don't think people are going to go there, but um, you never know. Uh, we've got to highlight these players. That's what we're all about, looking at those under-the-radar players. And Fulham players are certainly that at the moment. Let's have a look at uh, the goals imminent table going into game week 12. So this is the latest brand new one. I fired it up this morning post-Spurs game. Um, and so, yeah, this is looking at the last four game weeks. So I have been doing it by matches because the matches have been slightly uneven because of Luton and Burnley playing twice in game week seven, I think it was. Um, so we have a game week 8, 9, 10, 11 now. So we're back onto four games. Everyone has played exactly the same. Um, so everyone is equal. We can go fast last four game weeks. That means it counts out anyone who's like particularly amazing um, game weeks one to three or something, but then got injured. So their last four matches would have been counted. So these are 
this is how I like it. So it's, it's fairly up to date. Now, Darwin Nunes is top of here. That will not surprise his owners. He's had five big chances. He's fluffed four of them, but he has scored. He's had eight shots on target out of 18 shots over his last four game weeks. 12 of those have been inside the box, um, but he has started three times. With Diaz's issues with his dad being kidnapped, um, that would indicate that Diaz might be, uh, Jota might start on the left. So, And Darwin just seems to be the, the logical best player to play as the centre forward. But great stats. Um, he should have got at least an extra goal and over that time so his owners can feel unlucky there um but with those fixtures coming up for liverpool brentford up next then they do have that city game but then fulham sheffield united crystal palace and then manchester united which is a good game for liverpool in game week 17 from an attacking point of view historically um yeah i mean i mean he's definitely a keep isn't he but what, i mean what did darwin owners do at the moment just keep be happy enjoy the points coming up don't think they can be happy having watched Sunday because I mean I think he had half of those shots yeah. were on Sunday. He had nine shots against Luton, and I think three of the big chances were from that match. And it it felt like the Darwin of last season. We thought he had turned a bit of a corner, but um, yeah, he missed some decent chances. Yeah. But to be fair to him, he he's always involved, isn't he? Mm. You know, yeah. um, everything goes through him at Liverpool when yeah. he's playing. He, he's taken such a large proportion of the, the shots. He hit the bar, I think, as well in the first half. Um, I did have a slight concern after the game when Klopp spoke about the first half, the lack of counter-pressing. That's been a problem with Darwin that he's criticised him before and he hasn't been in the team because of his pressing. But I don't, I think, you know, they, they improved in the second half and um, he actually said that he thought Darwin had done done well in moments mm. in that game. So yeah. I think he's going to, I think he's still, he's ahead of Gakpo. Gakpo yeah. doesn't look at it at the moment. He's, um, he's pretty young, isn't he, Gakpo, still? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he, he got used in central midfield as well at the yeah, start yeah. of the season, didn't he? Yeah. So he's, it's, he, he can move around into a few different positions. But I think if you're a Darwin owner, you probably want him rested in Thursday um, in the Europa League. Um, and the City match, I think that's a massive concern for him because it's after the international break. We saw what happened. Yeah. It's the early kickoff again. But I still think he's a... I don't think you want to be transferring him out before Brentford unless we hear, hear definitively that he isn't starting that game. And because um, when he does play, you know, he's uh, you know, he just racks up so many shots that the returns will come as long as he's playing, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, Zaniola, Zaniola uh, is, is next up on the list. But I, I was quite... I'm quite saying correct in saying that he's basically sharing minutes with at the moment in the Villa side. Yeah, he missed a good chance at the city ground yeah. from a D okay. Abbey pass okay. on Sunday and it wasn't happening for us no. like in the week before. Yeah. Hauled him off, so yeah. not an option. Yeah, not an option. Um, and Eight shots inside the box, ten shots in total. Uh, just two on target and that sort of sums him up really. He had two big chances, missed them both. Next up is Watkins. Now this is a Villa asset who's in many teams and still a good buy with uh, um, Aston Villa's fixtures. Um, over the next uh, few matches. Mixed bag, but they've got Fulham at home next. That's good. Tottenham away. Uh, that's very tricky. Uh, Bournemouth away. Then they've got Man City at home, Arsenal at home, and then Brentford away. So I say it's a mixed bag, but actually the, the fixtures don't look that good in terms of if we think Villa are better at home than they are away. And their home matches, two of their home matches coming up, City and Arsenal, so they're really tough. Um, meanwhile, their away matches are, are sort of tough as well with Tottenham um, and Brentford included in there as well. So but perhaps it's after Fulham, 
Is Watkins ditchable um, after he plays Fulham at home in game week 12? I don't mind the next three fixtures. I think you can hold on to him up until 15, I think, because Fulham at home, we've won 12 in a row. That's a great fixture. Tottenham, I don't don't think it's a bad fixture for our attackers because they play that high... It's going to be like the battle of the high lines, isn't it? It's going to be carnage that <laughs> this match. Is just going to, do I, it's going to, going to be a 20 people on the bat. halfway line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Balls over the top and who can run the quickest, basically. Um, so I think I think that's a good fixture for, not just for Villa attackers like Diaby and Watkins, but for players like Son as well. I think he'll be a captaincy shout that week. So I think that's fine. And then you go to Bournemouth and yes, it's away from home, but that's a good fixture for yeah. an attacker. So I think... You know, Watkins has appeared on these tables before, hasn't he, Joe? And we've mm. always kind of said we're not seeing anything different in the way he's playing. No. He's a hold. I think he's a hold for the next three game weeks. And then and then after that, though, I think that that might be the time to, to, to look elsewhere. OK, so game week 15, I mean, just looking at the fixtures in game week 15, if we're thinking of removing uh, Watkins, so some some who haven't got Haaland and they want to sort of free up money elsewhere and they've got that space, Watkins would be the one to make way, perhaps. But also um, Liverpool face Sheffield United, so Darwin, um, uh, mm. Could be it could be a great option. In fact, uh, definitely a great option there. Uh, Jesus could be back uh, for Arsenal against Luton. Um, that could be interesting as well. Um, and um, uh, that's about it, really. I would imagine. Um, yeah, just looking at the the fixtures in game week fifteen. But yeah, there's definitely options there to remove uh, um, uh, Watkins. Perhaps I think Nunes looks the best one there. That's a move I might consider myself. Looking at the way those fixtures are. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a shame we don't have a nailed Brighton forward because no. they play Brentford and Burnley back to back at home and yeah. things like that. And Wolves have to Wolves play Burnley and Forest yeah. at home, but you're, okay. you're not going to go for Cunha, no. are you? So um, okay. um, yeah, but there's a couple, there's, there's two or three replacements for Watkins, and um, more will probably emerge as we get closer to that. Um, yeah, just, I'll just finish off his stats there. So he's had 11 shots, every single one of those inside the box and six of those on target. He's had five big chances, fluffed them all, uh, but he has scored um, and he should have scored pr- about another one um, over that time. So these are great stats still, um, definitely. Hold. But as you said, looking at the fixtures, um, he, game week 15 looks like a sort of Watkins hop off time if you want to go yeah. for that. Jota's next. Uh, well, Diaz is out. Jota's favoured on the left. Um, but Diaz could be back even. I mean, he, he 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 wanted to be in the squad. He wanted to be involved as a distraction um, from what's happening with his dad being kidnapped. So um, uh, he may well be back. So that suddenly puts a question mark over Jota's starts, I would imagine. And he's unlikely to start through the middle. So um, nine shots, all of those inside the box. He's a good Jota stats Four of those on target. Um, he has scored in the last four. He's had a big. He's had two big chances and missed one of them. So he scored one from one. Um, yeah, um, uh, uh, probably not an option though. Um, with um, Nunez and Salah, and of course yeah. their defenders as well. Yeah, it feels it feels risky, doesn't it? It's a bit like at City in those wide positions. Diaz obviously came on at the weekend, made an instant impact. And maybe focusing on that rather than what's yeah. going on at home, he reacted, you know, really well, well to that, and came on and got the equaliser. So we don't know where he's at. We, let's see what happens in the Europa on Thursday, yeah. and then if he's involved again. But yeah, I don't think you want to. I think that the two at Liverpool are, are Salah and Darwin yeah. in, in that stri- in that strike force. So. Um, next up, Solanke at Bournemouth. Um, he has uh, had eleven shots, all of those inside the box, every single one inside the box. 
Just three on target, though. Um, he, he should have got, on top of his goal over the last four game weeks, he should have got a third of a goal more. So a little bit more than a goal. Um, but he's had one big chance and, uh, and and scored from that, really. Bournemouth's fixtures, though, they've got Newcastle uh, um, uh, home next. And then they've got Sheffield United. That's good. Villa, that could be good for Solanke um, with the high line. Uh, Crystal Palace, that's tough for Solanke, I'd say. Then Manchester United, that could be good for Solanke. Um, and then Luton. Um, and, uh, no, sorry, uh, Bournemouth, Bournemouth. Yeah, then Luton. So it's quite a nice, it's an okay run of fixtures, really. Um, 6.4 million. So, I mean, looking at game week 15, really, because that's when we're thinking perhaps hopping off Watkins. Solanke could be an interesting little pump there for Crystal Palace. Uh, Manchester United and Luton might get some returns there. Just someone to put in the mix, someone to consider. Yeah, I mean, the fixtures are a bit up and down, but if you've got Sheffield United, Villa, Palace United, then, yeah. you know, there's some good fixtures in there. So I think beyond the guys that we speak about in terms of the forwards, yeah. like Watkins and Darwins, if you want to drop down a tier, yeah. slightly cheaper forward if you need one. Solanke is probably going to be in, yeah. in the consideration, I would have thought. Um, um, next up is Alexander-Arnold. So um, last week, I there was hardly any, um, not many names on this table. So I upped it. I sort of upped the, sorry, lowered the threshold to nine shots over the last four matches or four game weeks. And I sort of kept it this time because it threw up Alexander-Arnold. And I didn't want to sort of discount him just for the sake of one shot, um, especially when you're a defender because shots don't tend to mean much. Um, having said that, uh, they are interesting. Do indicate he's having a go. So Alexander Arnold over the last four games had nine shots, which is a lot for a defender. Um, he's obviously started all four of those, but nothing else. Um, no big chances. No shots inside the box. They've all been at range. Um, so he, he, seven point nine million. And that's the crucial thing about it. Really, is he, these stats. Whilst it's good to see him on the table, they don't quite justify that price tag, do they? No, probably not. I think I haven't got the stats in front of me, but those shots, I could imagine a lot of them were free kicks, which is fine. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's kind of yeah. key to his appeal, isn't it? Um, he did. I thought watching the game on Sunday, everything good that Liverpool did went through Alexander-Arnold. Yeah. I think he, okay. he had six key passes in that game, I think. And I quite like him as a differential for this run, but it's a heck of a lot of money to spend yeah. on him, isn't it? It's that, it's that 7.9 million. And He's probably a bit more appealing now after we've seen Simicast dropped. Yeah. It was hard to make too much of a case for him over Simicast given the three million, three, three point four yeah. million. Well, what is it now? Three point three million pound price difference, something like that. Now Simicast has been dropped, and we're thinking, is Gomez going to play? Mm. Alexander Arnold becomes a bit more appealing because he's he's nailed in that team, but it's just a lot of money, isn't it? I don't. I, mean, I think people, if they want an expensive defender, they'll probably go Trippier, and it's very yeah. hard to fit in. Two of those players. Oh god, yeah, definitely. If I if I had the money to spend in defence to do that, I would definitely get Trippier in. Yeah. Um, I mean, just on Simicast, I mean, I got him in for Dan Burn, which is now the third time this season I've got a player in, who, and then the yeah. next day they get an injury that's that's <laughs> long term. So who who will I who will I ditch? Next? Yeah, what's the, <laughs> tune into the team reveal video yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> um, so I got him, but for Simicast, and it, and it actually considering the way uh, the other defenders worked out for many, especially Spurs defenders, um, I think I got got did okay with my one point from Simicast. But nevertheless, I was quite surprised to see him dropped. Do you think that that was just a one-off because 
of uh, the way Luton's set up that Gomez preferred. Um, but do you think Simakas is, is, is actually the number one still? I think so. I think, I mean, Gomez hadn't played at left back. I think I saw a stat on Sky Sports since 2015. That was his last okay. appearance, start, starting at left back. So you've got to think it was match specific. You know, Luton are good at set pieces yeah. and having a, a an extra body in there okay. and the strength of Gomez. I, I think Simicas will play more often than not. Yeah. But it, but it is a bit of a, he's not going to be super nailed in that team. He's not a hundred percent starting. He will sit the odd game out. Okay. And the problem is he is going to come on as a sub as well. Most yeah. of the time, yeah, like we definitely. saw when they were chasing the game at the weekend, they were looking to score. So they brought him on. So it isn't, his, his appeal has certainly dropped in the space mm. of a few days, but I'm going to play him this week. I don't think it's worth a transfer out no. a home match. Um, and I just hope he puts in a really, really good performance and that might be, maybe helps his cause a little bit moving moving into the next few games. Yeah, I mean, that's why I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic as well that it was specifically for Luton. They're mm. pretty good at set pieces uh, with their yeah. threat there. And um, yeah, with Brentford at home, that feels more of a Simicast kind of game. Um, and I'm not sure what more I would better glean from what happens in Europe this week as well with the Liverpool team sheet there because Simakas could play there and you can take that either way either way yeah know. it's not like he's overworked is it no. this season so they'll, they'll probably play him in that I mean Brentford are good at set pieces too we shouldn't yeah. completely discount that yeah, yeah. but it's a home ma- a home match and after struggling yes. to break down Luton I think that they might need Simakas's creativity in that yeah. one rather than going for a, a, a kind of a centre-back um, playing as in, in the left-back position yeah, definitely. Um, uh, so, um, yeah, um, let's have a look down the list again. So, Alexander, we'll talk about Simakas there. Um, uh, Matthias Kuna at Wolves as well, a game against Tottenham. Um, so Tottenham are going to want to do well in that uh, after what happened against Chelsea. Um, it really, it, I mean, I'm just waiting for Pedro Neto to get back. I mean, he was in my 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 team and he, he's the one I really like. Um, and I prefer Huang when Neto's in the side. Yeah. Although Huang did get an assist um, this time out. Um, I think you really want to be getting goals from him. And I think Neto's the one to get assist, um, assists there. But Kuna, you know, nevertheless, is worth a mention because he could get a return for this table next week. Ten shots, seven inside the box, eight shots in target. So that means one of his long-range efforts was on target as well. Um, and, and these are good. Yeah, he's, he's, he's scored in the last four. Um, he's had one big chance um, and he's missed one big chance as well. Um, these are good stats, I think. And... Um, I th- I do think Wolves are going to store- score against Spurs, and that's why I may end up benching Porro again. Yeah, it suddenly looks a bit more appealing that fixture, doesn't it? Yeah. If you own Huang or something like that, yeah. could get a bit of joy there. I didn't see the game at the weekend. I think Cunha was moved out. Of- I think he was either moved deeper or wider because yeah. I'm sure they played with another forward. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, he's the same price as Huang, isn't he? So mm. I'd certainly prefer him. He looks more of a threat. He looks more clinical than Cunha. Um, yeah, William, we've already uh, mentioned about about Fulham. Um, their problem is a striker and they've got a, um, the new young striker, but he could be injured for a while. Uh, but nevertheless, William has had 11 shots, um, six inside the box and four on target over his last four game weeks. Uh, are you at Crystal Palace? Uh, Crystal Palace fixtures still good. Uh, Everton, Luton, West Ham, Bournemouth. And then it gets a bit tricky in game week 16 with Liverpool and Man City. But IE at 5.4 million um, is, is an option with nine shots, six inside the box. It's Eze, really, we all want. Um, he, he's the one, uh, as we said last week. So, yeah, Eze's 
the one investment I go for. But the next name is interesting, Alvarez at Man City. Uh, with Man City's fixtures being Chelsea, Liverpool, Tottenham and Villa up next, it's not until game week 16 that they do improve. Um, and we've seen what happened with uh, against Bournemouth, what they can do to the lesser teams. But against some of the other teams, like the Arsenals, for example, they have looked to have struggled a little um, and not been at, at their best, attacking best um, so Alvarez could be surplus to requirements for a few weeks for those wanting to ditch, do you think? Yeah, I don't think he's ever going to be a priority sell because he's playing in a city attack. He's he's nailed at the moment. But the, there isn't a lot of goal threat there in terms of close range threat, is the Joe? I no. mean, three shots in the box in the last four game weeks. Yeah. I, I, when I was looking at some stats at the weekend, I think it's four shots in the box in the last seven matches, mm. which is really, really low. And obviously he's bringing new elements into his game. He's more yeah. creative playing that kind of De Bruyne-esque role. But um, yeah, that, that's, that's a bit of a concern that he's not getting close to goal and getting those shots in the box yeah. up. So um, I think he's okay to hold. I don't think he's, yeah, like I say earlier, I yeah. don't think he's a priority sell, but um I think you could quite easily move him on as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, before we move on to this, this imminent table, um, just want to, G-Wiz has been highlighting a national scandal in the live chat, um, urging people to press the like button, that is. There's uh, <laughs> hundreds of you in the live chat, um, but barely, but, uh, under 50 likes. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming you've just forgotten to press the button um, and, you, and you do love it. Uh, or perhaps you're trying to look for a love button instead of the like button. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on. Do press that like button and uh, do most subscribe as well. But press that like button. Go on, go on, press it. Um, assist imminent table going in for game week 12. Um, okay, so yeah, Luke Dean um, uh, for Aston Villa created nine chances in his last four game weeks. Um, he's had eight corners, nine successful crosses. He's a good assist imminent. He's top of the assist imminent table if you sort by expected assist delta, which is underperforming. So he should have got um, at least an assist over the last four game weeks. Um, I've started to notice this in the scout picks um, that the scout picks gurus, i.e. you and a few others, um, have been have been picking Luca Dean over Matty Cash when you when you're looking for a Villa uh, defender. Why is that? Well, there's quite a big price difference now. It's 0.5 million between the two. And when they're both playing, when Cash is playing that kind of regular role, i.e. not out of position, yeah. Dean Dean is the player offering the more threats, but more crosses into the box. He's more chances created um, as well. Now, the system at the City ground was a little bit different. Kamara, and it has happened a few times in the past few games as well, Kamara drops in as like a third centre-back, which allows Cash to get a little bit higher, but it was still Dean who was much more advanced on that left side. Okay. So I like Dean, but the only worry is Alex Moreno was back on the bench at ah. the weekend. He was first choice last year, played very well, Emery signing. It's going to take him a while to get a bit, a bit up to speed. I think Dean will play um, yeah. against Fulham. I think. Um, but then he's got the international break when he'll be building up his fitness. And I think long term, I think that is Alex Moreno's position in that team. So um, that dents Dean's appeal a little bit. He's also on four yellow cards, but I think short term, he'll be OK. OK, um, we'll sketch over McNeil. As we said, Everton are improving and McNeil has had 11 chances. Um, he created 11 chances at 11 corners, nine successful crosses. These are great stats for an improving Everton side who have uh, uh, Crystal Palace, Manchester United, Nottingham Forest, then Newcastle and Chelsea, then Burnley in game week 17. Nice bunch of fixtures um, apart from those two in game week 15 
and 16. But it's Diaby, interesting. Again, another Villa player. Um, 10 chances. He's created uh, just three successful crosses because he's been playing more up front, um, really. So you would hope that he would be assisting Watkins or Watkins would be assisting him. Um, 6.8 million. I mean, he is um, a definite hold at the moment, but... With Tottenham up in game week 30, well, I know, high line Tottenham, there's still, I mean, the same would apply to what we were talking about with Watkins, I presume. Game week 15 could be the time to yeah. dump DRB, but keep until then. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Forrest defended really well at the weekend and he should have got an assist. Saniolo should have scored from his um, from his pass. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's a hold for the next three. Mm. And then once we get into that run of City and Arsenal, that's okay. the time to move him on for someone else. Okay, um, Alexander Arnold's next. We've already spoken about him in the goals imminent table, but he's on the assists imminent table as well. When that happens, that's Hall imminent. Um, so seven chances yeah. created, ten corners, six successful crosses, no assists, but should have had an assist over his last four game weeks. Got Brentford at home up next, so uh, um, a definite um, um, keep. But as we were talking about, tricky to fit in a lot of teams. I have seen him in a, in a number of teams, though, though, particularly those who have gone without Haaland. Um, so yeah. um, looks good for Alexander Arnold going into game week twelve. Martinelli's next. He's in your team. Eleven chances created, mm. ten corners, six successful crosses, no assists, but should have got one um, over the last four game weeks. And he's got a goal as well. Um, you you got him in on wild cards to sort of go with Saka. How confident are you with that double investment in Arsenal's attack at the moment? Well, I'm not particularly confident <laughs> because it hasn't paid off so no. far. And I've been watching players like Bowen, yeah. who obviously got the goal. You know, there wasn't that many decisions to make in a game week 10 wildcard because a lot of the positions were locked. But the, the two that I made in Martinelli and Adingra, they had the wrong decision so far because I should have got somebody like Bowen and Palmer, who's obviously got the, the goal and assist last night. But there's still a mm. good round of fixtures to come for both of those players. They've got Burnley. Well, Arsenal have got Burnley and Brighton have got um, Sheffield United this weekend. So, so let's see. I mean, Martinelli's been like we say, like you can see on his table, he's been really creative. He's. I don't think um, any player in the top, in, in the in the Premier League has created more uh, chances than him or, or key passes. I think is the stat yeah. um, since he came back from injury. So, there's various routes to points with him, but. Um, I really need him to return soon yeah. because, um, it, you know, he was brought in for these home games against Sheffield United and Burnley. So, mm. so I need a big performance. Yeah, I mean, so. it's a tricky game, game at 13 away to Brentford. But mm. then they've got Wolves at home, a looting away. And then Villa with their high line um, in game week 16. And then Brighton with their non-existent line in defence yeah. in game week 17. So this is amazing. Good, really, good fixtures. On paper, yeah, yeah this is time to load up and as you said it's the Arsenal attack doesn't feel um, that it's gelling as well as it did last season no. so um, no, I mean Saka's struggling as well isn't he Odegaard hasn't been fit and he yeah. missed out at the weekend and uh, but even that kind of largely second string side against Sheffield United they put five past Sheffield United didn't they when Enketia yeah. got the hat trick yeah. so the fixtures should make them better. Even yeah. if they're struggling a bit, they should have more than enough to kind of win these matches. So I hope we get some kind of involvement from, yeah. from Martinelli and Saka and those kind of well-owned players. And, um, given game, in game week 14, um, Brentford uh, play Luton at home. Those who don't have Mbomo will want to get Mbomo in. Um, so essentially these Arsenal players are, are fighting for their place in our team, in our teams. Because, yeah. I mean, I've got Saka. And if Saka blanks against Burnley, 
Brentford um, in the next two, then game week 14, irrespective of Wolves at home for Arsenal, I'm going to ditch for Mbomo. But yeah. if Saka um, is doing well over the, the next two, um, then then I will, I will keep. But many people will face that decision, I think. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I, I'd seen that Luton fixture for Brentford in 14. I didn't realise they played Brighton and Sheffield United after, yeah. so they've got an, an excellent little run, haven't they? Yeah. Okay, they? Okay, they blank in 18, but you should be able yeah. to absorb that if you've just got Haaland from yeah. City and maybe you haven't got any kind... I mean, I've got Mabama in my team, but providing you haven't got two or three kind of players who aren't getting any minutes, you should be okay. Yes. So, you've, got to, you've got to take advantage of that run, haven't so, you? So if you've got so. a Neil Mapay or a, an Archer, one of those types of players in attack on mm. your bench, um, you know, and... and uh, well, not Neil Mapay because he's going to blank, obviously, in game week 18. But yeah, if you've got, say, Archer, for example, um, you've got playable... Um, a playable bench um, you can move in, especially if you've got a playable um, defence as well. So yeah. those who've got, so maybe Dan Byrne, obviously these are, it's probably, I would say a priority this week, probably to remove any of those long-term uh, injury oh, yeah. players and sort of start yeah. stocking up, preparing for game week 18. Because if you're going into game week 18 with just Haaland and Mbomo, that's fine. You can just, they can happily just bench, be benched. No yeah. problem. Um, as long as you've got some good, um, some okay cheap players to come in. But yeah, I've seen some very poor benches um, uh, recently in a lot of teams, a lot of, uh, not just the red flags, but just, just players, they're just not getting in the, in the, in the side. So um, they're probably going to need to think about that, I think. Yeah, I think yeah, it's definitely worth considering with that with that blank coming up in um in eighteen. Yeah. And um I mean I own Obama from West Ham who isn't getting any minutes at the moment and I no. think I think I'll be okay, but if there's another player who loses his place or gets an injury, you could have to replace them straight away. No. Yeah, definitely. Um, we can sort of sketch over some of the others. I'll just sort of mention their stats. We've already mentioned them. Ward Prowse at West Ham. He's had 15 corners, as you expect from him. Nine chances created, six successful crosses, uh, but no assists in his last four game weeks. Gibbs White, we've mentioned as well. Um, probably not the best Forest asset. Nevertheless, he has taken 12 corners created nine chances and had seven successful crosses. There's not been of a quality. Uh, Willian at Fulham, he hasn't got anyone to aim at, um, but he's had five corners and eight chances created. Um, Salah is still on this table. Um, nine chances created, five goals, uh, no assists. Um, so, I mean, I'll take, I mean, I've got, I'll probably captain him, so I'll take any returns here, but it looks like an assist is due um, against Brentford. Um, and Hughes at Crystal Palace is last on this. People won't go there, but someone to mention, because he's exactly the kind of player that we can get smug points for if he gets something next week. Uh, he's had 12 corners and seven chances created and four successful crosses in his last four game weeks. Um, I do have another uh, table. Uh, to show people um this is looking at best strikers and this is all season keeping it nice and simple because i think people people who maybe own watkins and say oh he didn't score this week i want to get rid of him and those types of things they've had a terrible week they maybe got 10 points or 15 points or 20 points or something um and and it's got quite good to remind ourselves that some of these strikers are actually pretty good and they've got good expected stats. They're also getting returns as well. Um, so we'll move on to that. Do press that like button, by the way. Do keep, uh, do keep pressing that like button um, for us. Um, so I'll put this um, table up now. So this is just best strikers to see. I'm just keeping it really simple. No messing around. <laughs> uh, Harland is at the top, as you imagine. So um, I think people will 
still be thinking about removing Haaland, but it looks like he'll be fit for the next game. It looks like he's actually in the squad for Europe as well. Whether he'll play or start is another matter. But let's remind people that he's had 19 big chances this season, which is way more than any other striker. He's had 42 shots, which is way more than any other striker, about 10 more than any others. Um, 11 goals, 22 shots on target. So half of his shots on target result in a goal. Expected goals, non-penalty. So for open play, he's getting um, between eight and nine. He's expected to get goals there. So the rest of pens. Um, and his expected goal, Delta says, marg- marginally overperforming, but it's barely, it's negligible, really. 0. 0.7 uh, there is Delta. Um, so just a reminder, really, uh, people will be looking to like free up money, but I think there's so many cheap options to get. I don't think anyone who's got Haaland needs to remove Haaland now, do they? No, he was seen in training yesterday, wasn't he? Like yeah. we say, we don't know if he'll play tonight, but I think he'll probably be ready for Chelsea. Yeah. Um, and I think that's an absolute. I think Chelsea have done okay defensively this year, but you yeah. saw last night when Spurs had eleven players on the pitch, they were they were cutting through them pretty easily at the beginning of that yeah. game. So I think for a player like Haaland, I think I think this is fine. Uh, I've got no concerns with them providing he's fit, but yeah. he is the most sold. I think certainly this morning he was the most sold player this week. Okay. Yeah, FPL, um, which is surprising. Uh, as FPL Bateman has just pointed out in the live, live chat, because Alvarez is further down this table with um, 32 shots, four goals, 12 shots on target. Um, so his 32 shots combined with Haaland's, that's 74 shots from those two players, which is not bad, <laughs> considering we're only at the game week 11 mark as well. Um, also a reminder there, do put some questions in the live chat. We'll, we'll come to those after we've got, done with this table. Um, we'll try and answer as many questions as we can. So do put some questions in the live chat and do uh, put a question mark on it so I can easily see them as well. Next up is Jackson. Now, Jackson's a funny one. Different to Haaland, as in Haaland's got great expected stats and he delivers. Now, Jackson many times this season has not delivered, but had had great stats. So his expected goals, non-penalty, is actually seven uh, this season, just just behind Haaland. He's had 13 shots on target, scored five times, 30 shots, um, and uh, he's had 13 big chances. Um, And he's been underperforming. Uh, by uh, his owners will know this by at least a couple of goals um, this season but his hat trick three three of his five goals came against nine men spurs who refused to (laughs) refuse to defend stubbornly Um, so it was unsurprising he did well there but against the normal team (laughs) that will defend and has 11 players um, he's still possibly not the best asset to get in even though he's 6.8 million what do you think yeah, the fixtures aren't great for Chelsea, are they? With City and Newcastle, yeah. um, then Brighton and United, which is a little bit better. But I did. I think he looked a bit um, nervy and wasn't great either last no. night up until he got that hat-trick. He missed a few chances. So um, I'm just thinking what that XG Delta would look like prior to that hat-trick, which, um, mm. I mean, it would have been ridiculously high. So, um, yeah, I don't think we need to be looking at Jackson. I think of the forwards at the moment, I think the next two are on that list are, yeah. um, are, are quite comfortably ahead at the moment. Yeah, uh, as as Chat Sport as points out in the live chat, Shirley Jackson is on the radar if teams play with nine men. Indeed, he looks absolutely yeah. the best striker to get in against nine <laughs> men. Uh, Watkins and Nunes are, are next. So I sort of lumped them together because 
Um, it, it, it's very feasible to go for, for both in a 4-3-3 with Haaland or perhaps another striker. Um, because I'll just read out their stats again. Watkins, tw- 12 big chances this season, 33 shots, um, uh, 15 of those shots, so, uh, almost half of those shots on target. He's had, he has scored five goals. Darwin Nunes, similarly impressive, 13 big chances, 32 shots, four goals, 13 shots on target and expected goals, non-penalty, uh, getting on for five, same as Watkins um, there. So um, as we were talking about earlier, this seems to be the thing is, is sort of Darwin Nunes is great from now onwards, but beware game week 13, is it where they could? Yeah. yeah uh, where, after, after the international break. After yeah. the international break. And also they play Man City there. But apart from that, but Watkins is good for now and in game week 15 could be the chance to move to Darwin Nunes perhaps because in game week 15, um, Aston Villa, just remind people, have City, Arsenal and then Brentford. Meanwhile, Liverpool have Sheffield United, Crystal Palace and Manchester United, which, you know, that's Derby game, you know, all, all stats and form go out the window. That that should be high scoring. Um, so yeah, that's definitely a move I'm really considering um, there. Yeah, and what's, so impressive with the the volume of the the amount. Nunes has played half the minutes of Watkins mm. this year. I think he's. Um, yeah. I think it, it it's around about half. So he's got the yeah. same amount of shots yeah, of yeah. half the minutes, yeah, which yeah. tells you what when he's on the pitch, mm. he racks up the shots. Yeah, he'll miss a lot of those chances, yeah. but he's involved, yeah. and you might just get him in, and he might just land on one of those games when he's going to. I, I still feel there's a big big haul in in Darwin yeah. and um that might be coming up in one of these games can be frustrating to own for sure but we want our strikers to be shooting yeah. we just got to hope he becomes a little bit more clinical but um yeah I think that if it, if I were to kind of rank them at the moment I would I'd put Watkins ahead of noon uh, ahead of Darwin because of that international yeah. break minutes yeah, yeah. risk after that though yeah that that seems like a good move providing we still think he's the number one there yeah um Isaac is next he's injured at the moment just as a useful reminder that when he comes back he's amazing <laughs> 10 big yeah. chances 18 shots um six goals 11 of his shots have been on target and as expected uh goals non-penalty is just under what darwin nunez is so uh, a great asset there um and he you know he's number one when fit for Newcastle there. Um, Wissa is next for Brentford. He's 5.9 million. Now, Brentford's fixtures do improve from game week 14. As we said, they've got that great run of Luton, uh, Brighton and Sheffield United. That's a really nice little run there to invest in Brentford. But beware, they blank in game week 18. And that's why people might not go there. But if you fancy doing that, and perhaps maybe you're playing a free hit in game week 18, or you just think your team can withstand um, those types of moves. Visser, I think, is 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 an option. I think, but Neil mappay has been playing um, up front at the moment for Brentford. So, is it a bit of an attack in flux at the moment, apart from Bomo? Well, they tend to play three five two, don't they, in the bigger matches? Yeah. Against Liverpool and Arsenal. Now, previously, that's been Mbomo and Wizza who have mm. been preferred. But Malpay is coming in and making an impact. So yeah. he might into, eat into his minutes a little bit. When yeah. they play a 4-3-3, they can all be accommodated. That's fine. But um, yeah, I think I think Mbomo's on that tier okay. above at the moment. Um, okay. um, so w- Wilson is here as well. So see also Isaac. So if Isaac's not available, Wilson will be the main contender. But beware, I'm not sure he's going to play weekend midweek 
weekend. And as we said last week, it could be Gordon um, that that plays up front um, against um, uh, Bournemouth away, which would be good. Well, yeah, he's having his minutes managed and that's yeah. exactly what happened against Arsenal. He came off at, what, 60-ish something minutes yeah. and Gordon was the one who went up top. Yeah. So um, see what happens against Dortmund and then yeah. kind of... I don't think you want to be bringing in Wilson now no. anyway, given what we've been talking about Isak. I think the time was two weeks ago. Yeah, no. Isak could be back. But yeah, it was good news for Gordon, though. Um, for those who got Gordon in, I think he was, he was popular on the yeah. sort of game week eight wild cards. And so if yeah. you've still got him, keep him, definitely. Um, we've got um, Solanke we've mentioned as well. He is an option at 6.4, um, 29 shots. So he's still, he's still having some really good shots. Still, still, um, but he's And got four goals, nine on target. And so we still got some good underlying stats. Um, and Bournemouth, if we think they're going to improve, um, could do well in game week 13. They've got Sheffield United. Then they've got Villa and Crystal Palace. So a little run then. And that's your sort of Bournemouth time, your Bournemouth window, I would imagine. Um, Neil Mapay at Brentford. We've spoken about Brentford. They've got that game week 18 issue, but um, great that great little fixture run um, just before that as well to invest in. Alvarez, we've spoken about him as well, but just read his stats out. He's got 32 shots, 12 on target, um, but um, it's not as impressive as some of the others. But as FPL Bateman pointed out, 74 shots between two players is pretty good. <laughs> you want a team with that kind of action going on. And Niketia, Arsenal. Um, now, those who got him in for his hat-trick, well done. Um, he, he's quite good to rotate with uh, Cole Palmer. Um, now Arsenal have a good run of fixtures. Cole Palmer can slip to the bench and Niketia can come on. Um, but he's had 25 shots um, from his limited starts and six big chances, seven shots on target, um, an expected goal. Uh, Delta's is mar- margin. Well, very much. I was going to marginally overperforming. Very much overperforming by at least by getting on for two goals there. But I, I think with the problem with him is um, with Jesus. Um, I don't. I don't think. I mean, there is talk of like you know Havertz starting up front or Trossard, but it's really between Niketia and Jesus. When Jesus is back, that's like, going to be him, isn't it? Feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah, there had been talk of other players playing Fox nine roles, but I seem to trust them. I think if you own Nketiah, he's a really good option for this week because yeah. I don't think Jesus is going to be back. Longer term, it carries a bit more risk. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd probably hold fire on that. But, yeah, if you own him, for yeah. sure. Okay. Him, really great option this week. Okay, let's have a look at the live chat. Um, do remember to press that like button, by the way, and do subscribe if you're not already. So I'll try and find as many questions as I can. Um, I'll, go, I'll go quite back, see if we've got any question marks here. So if you just bear with me while I find... A question mark. Um, what about Darwin? Says Mohammed. As well, I think we've covered Darwin. Darwin looks great asset being in, but beware game week thirteen might be rotated. And if you've got Watkins, him Watkins to Darwin game week fifteen is a move I'm considering at this stage. Who knows what will happen in the next few weeks? But um, that could be a move there. So we've already covered that. Um, please do, do do. I'll find a question in a sec. Uh, uh, where's Evan Ferguson? Asks Alex Mason. Um, he's just below the names on that table. So I stopped at about 10 and he's about 13 or so. There was a bit of a gap um, because uh, I didn't do it by minutes. So obviously you're looking at the, the lack of minutes there and that's yeah. why he's not as good an asset. He is a, probably the most exciting teenage striker since Wayne Rooney in the Premier League. 
Um, but he can't be the most exciting teenage striker in the Premier League if he's not on the pitch. <laughs> so um, that's the thing. You, it's, it's minutes, really. It's the minutes risk. He should start, but he might he might come off at 45 minutes, 60 minutes. Um, you would think with Welbeck out now, he's, he's good. But um, he said, Alex Mason says, hat-trick coming up against Sheffield United on Sunday. Um, well, whoever plays is obviously going to be a great option for yeah. that fixture. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, will he, will any Brian assets make your um, scout picks, do you reckon? Matoma, surely. Yeah, I think so. Um, he's in the bus team, Matoma. I mean, we've got this big game against Ajax on Thursday. Yeah. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if Deserby massively rings the changes at the weekend, but Matoma is probably the most nailed player. Well, with Gross, yeah. he's, he's the most nailed player there, isn't he? So mm. you might get might get unlucky and he might be benched, but he's probably one of the the, the, the best ones you can yeah. you punt on. Right. I mean, you you and I both have a Dingra. Um, I don't have a problem mm. with a Dingra still, 5 million. Uh, the fixtures are good. Um, he... I think that even if he doesn't start against Sheffield United, he will see significant minutes because I still think it's only really Buonanotte that can replace him. And Buonanotte is not favoured for more than 45 minutes, really. So I would would think you're going to get minutes there. So I still think Odinga is definitely a hold. Um, and uh, but yeah, I mean another another nailed player as if you can get is Lewis Dunk in the Brighton setup. Um, yeah, you know, he might miss the odd game, but he's pretty nailed there. And he's actually a pretty good goal threat from set pieces. Um, didn't he and, have one disallowed? He had one disallowed oh, at the weekend. Oh, it was amazing! Yeah. It was like yeah. I think it was on the volley and it hit the crossbar, yeah. and oh, it was just yeah. amazing. But um, yes, he does have that in him, and he plays Sheffield United next. So who, who, who struggled defending set pieces? Exactly, it might and not be bad. N in the live chat says thoughts on Lewis Dunk as a Dan Byrne replacement. Um, Always a threat from set pieces and he's on free kicks. He is. He is always on free kicks. I saw him score an amazing free kick, I think, against Liverpool um, a a few years back. Um, Yeah, I think he is actually quite a good replacement. We're all waiting for a Stupinan to come back, though. So that's the thing that caveat. But I think if you if you want a Brighton defender with attacking threat, which is what you need because they're not going to keep a clean sheet. Um, although might in this fixture. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with getting Lewis Dunk for the next... Sheffield United, Nottingham Forest, Chelsea, Brentford, Burnley in the next five. I think there's a couple of clean... Surely a couple of clean sheets, even for Brighton. <laughs> yeah, I think Yeah, I think he's probably one of the... I mean, I think I'd prefer a Palace defender, maybe, yeah. if you haven't got a, a Mark Gay here or if you can stretch to Anderson. But after that... Um, I think Dunk's got to be in the conversation, hasn't he? Um, Charlie asked Bowen and Palmer or Bomo and Gordon, which one, which pair to get from game week 13? Um, I would say, what's Newcastle? When are Newcastle playing? Uh, they're playing Chelsea game week 13, but then they are playing Manchester United at home in game week 14. I would say neither. I would say game week 14, look to get Bomo and Gordon in. Because uh, Mbomo's fixtures in game week 14 are much better. They've got that lovely run of Luton, Brighton and Sheffield United. Whereas, pre- whereas they've got Liverpool and Arsenal before that. So I'm going to say neither to Charlie there. And then make that move perhaps in game week 14. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're just asking which pairing yeah. I prefer, I, I prefer the Mbomo-Gordon one, I think. Yeah. Just slight, just slightly. I think that they, they both look really good, like long-term holds. You yeah. just got to get the, get the timing right with it. And um, because of course, 
you know, Bowen Bowen plays Burnley in 13, yeah. doesn't he, which yeah. is better. Yeah. Chelsea have still got some tricky fixtures, but we saw, you know, when you've got a player on penalties, mm. sometimes, yeah. you know, Palmer's been relying on that to tick along recently, yeah. hasn't yeah. he? But I do, th- I do think these matches can suit a player like Palmer because there's a bit more space to run into and... Um, Team rather than a team that will, you know, Chelsea have struggled in those games where they faced a really deep block this year, haven't they? Whereas yeah. with teams that come onto them a bit more, it creates a bit more space. But I'd, I like all the players, but I yeah. do think if I had to pick a, the two, I think I'd pick Umbomo and Gordon. Yeah, I think at game week fourteen is when I'm thinking of Umbomo. And if if I don't, if if my if Saka is improves attacking wise. I'd want to keep him and it could be Bowen that makes way because in game week 14, Bowen's got a home game against Crystal Palace. And if we think that they're, they're worse when they have more possession and then this is the sort of game that doesn't favour Bowen <laughs> or West Ham's yeah. attack, I think, a uh, home game against Crystal Palace because they're going to get a lot of possession there mm. in that match, uh, which won't suit them. Um, uh, Twisted Sparky, best burn replacement. So we've mentioned sort of Lewis Dunk, um, he's thinking about some of the new other Newcastle options, Livramento mm. and Lascelles, um, as for the medium term, perhaps. Um, there's problems there with Livramento was coming on the right, though, and that's where Trippier plays. So, I mean, Trippier plays on the left where he's less effective. So, there's different options there. So, I, I would say it's a wait and see, see if Livramento's going to be nailed on, do you think? It's, yeah, it's quite, I mean, I'll probably be asking Neil and um, Mark in the office because there's the resident Newcastle fans. But yeah, if you bring Livramento in, do you play Livramento right back and then you switch Trippier to left back? But then that that severely impacts the team by doing that. So does he then Mm. play Trippier at right back and keep him there and then bring in somebody like Mm. Lewis Hall who's played at left back? He's not naturally a left back, but he's played there before. So he could come in as well. And so if you're after a budget defender from Newcastle, I'd probably just go with Lascelles for now. Um, yeah. Because there's obviously still doubts around Botman. He's, you know, he might I think there's some talk of him potentially needing surgery. So don't make the move yet, but no. see what Howe says after the Champions League, see what he says on Friday. And if it does sound like Botman's a long-term injury, then I think you could you could go for Lascelles. He's played really, really well. He's come in and um, yeah. slotted into that centre-back role really, really nicely. Yeah, my, my only worry with Lascelles is that come game week 18, when you need your bench and if Botman's back, then the cells won't yep. play. So you've got another non-player on top of Haaland and Bomo. Um, that's a good perhaps. point. Yep. Um, but that's my only fear, but that is some, some time away. <laughs> so anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Twisted Sparky said, what about Gabriel? I would say, yes. I think if you can get to Gabriel, I would go to an Arsenal defender because they've got a really good run of fixtures. Even though for him, he got him in in game week 10 and then removed him. Rage removed him in game week 11, I imagine. And um, so he'd have to get him back in again. So we've got a, we've got a thing that Sheffield United game when he didn't play, he'd played a lot of minutes prior to that. Let's hope it was rest. And that's what he was taken out for because um, maybe it'll be Saliba's turn this weekend against Burnley. I don't know. Although maybe he'll just go full strength in this one because he needs to get the win. I don't know, but hopefully Gabriel's safe because he's in my team and, um, if he misses Burnley and Sheffield United at home, you're going to be absolutely gutted. Um, okay, uh, I'll uh, I'll ask. I'll do these all more quick fire, and I'll answer some of them quickly, just because we've already answered them already. So just to to cover them off, really, Brian Eze for Saka. Yes, we have already covered that. Saka's got a couple of games to show um, um, uh, that 
that he can actually attack. But this is a good time to get Eze in. So, but I mean, I think Saka at home to Burnley is not the time, but away to Brentford could be the time if you wanted to swap to Eze, who has Luton away there. So game week 14, uh, sorry, game week 13 rather than game week 12, possibly there, Brian. Um, Varun asks, is Reese James an option? My answer is simply no. Um, what's yours? <laughs> well, I, I like, I like Reese James as a yeah. player when he's fit. That's the problem. Yeah. He's not often fit, but the fixtures just aren't there no. to, to take that point at the moment. City, Newcastle, Brighton, Man United. There's not enough upside there to risk potentially having to take him out again if he were to break down. So I think just, just leave him for now. See how he, see how many minutes he racks up and yeah. then um, move when the fixtures ease a little bit. Um, Rasmus asked, would you sell Madison? And it's to fund perhaps Kudos or even Eze. Only just mentioned. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's that'd be exactly my answer as well. Um, if if Madsen's uh, well, keep him. Um, yeah. But um, if he's yeah, if he, if he's an injury problem, then yeah, have you you got to you got to remove those first. Um, uh, Roynish, uh, should I keep Madison on a wild card? Um, I think Son is still the one to have at the moment. But if you don't can't get to Son or don't want Son, I think um, he's definitely um, good. Um, uh, do, do, do. Williams Tropical Farm thoughts on McTominay um, yeah he's just one of those players that's going to be in someone's team in your mini league and is not yours and he'll get a goal and you'll think oh I could have got him in um, but long term the sorts of teams with McTominay in aren't the sorts of teams that do well I would say I mean I might be wrong there might be FPL Guns Ali last year may have had McTominay uh, to lighten up his um <laughs> world beating team last year but uh, i don't think so um uh, faithful to yashia is it time to buy everton players um it depends which ones but i think they've got some good fixtures with crystal palace manchester united nottingham forest the newcastle game at 15 but then chelsea and then burnley some all right fixtures really i think i think if you're looking for a, a budget enabler um i don't think that i i I think, as we've said, Everton are an improving side at the moment. So, yeah, I mean, if you were to get an Everton player, which one would it be? Probably Calvert-Lewin, I think, because yeah. um, he's starting to get those minutes, isn't he? There's Decore as well, who's shown a bit of goal threat. Yeah. I'm just looking at the fixtures, though. If you're going to get an Everton attacker in, Palace away is a tough fixture. United at home, yeah, fair yeah. enough, that's okay. Forest away, we saw how Villa struggled at the weekend. Newcastle yeah. at home, Chelsea at home. Not the easiest yeah. game, so... Even though, yeah, Everton, our, our opinions of them, uh, perceptions of them are changing, aren't they? Because they're getting better. They're putting in some good results. Yeah. I'm still not sure if there's going to be enough goals in those to, to make it a worthwhile move just yet. <laughs> but um, but I'd certainly look at them. I wouldn't write them off in a few weeks' time. I'll no. probably be looking at it again once the fixtures turn. Um, and I'll just finally, um, uh, Tom O'Connell asks, does a triple up on the Palace defence make any sense? Um because uh, he has Johnston and Anderson, and he's thinking of getting Gahey in. Um, I, I, I'm going to answer sort of yes and no. Um, I don't like to double up or triple up on many defences. I don't even like to double up. Um, so a triple up fills me with horror, any defence. However, having said that, um, Crystal Palace defenders can get an attacking return. They are getting clean sheets, and their fixtures are pretty good. Um, especially with Everton at home, they've got Bournemouth at home next next six. Um, but be warned, it does in game week sixteen. It just turns into an absolute <laughs> yeah. horror show when they've got Liverpool, yeah. Man City. 
So if you've right, got tr- right, and after that, so yeah, uh, you're making problems for yourself because you're yeah. not going to want triple Palace defence against that. And I think they got Brighton after that actually in game of eighteen. So that's even and worse. Got, and then they got Chelsea, and then they got Brentford. Yeah. Can so I would say, happy. I would say, if you've got Johnson and Anderson, just be happy with that and look elsewhere. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, I, I looked at. Um, I'm thinking if there is a problem with cash, because he obviously went off with the mm. shoulder in- injury. I don't think it's too serious, but if it was, I was looking at the yeah. defenders and okay. how I might be able to look at them. And I did for a moment consider a Palace double up, but then I did think game week 16, that's going to cause yeah. problems because yeah. none, neither of them are playable. And then if you own a player like Charlie Taylor as well, that's another defensive move. And I'd rather, yeah. if I can, yeah. be getting these defenders in, could play for quite quite a long time. I can just move my transfers further forward. But yeah, um, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's just that that fixture swing is pretty brutal for Palace, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us in the live chat. Thanks for all your questions. Um, sorry for those we didn't have time to answer. Uh, but hopefully, I think hopefully during the show, we answered those sorts of questions. Uh, we tried our best. Um, but do remember to press that like button as ever. And do remember to subscribe. And do remember to join us next week. Uh, we'll have uh, new goals imminent tables ready for game week 13. We'll see how we got on in game week 12. Also, uh, myself and Tom will be um, back um, either tonight or tomorrow. I'm not sure when it will be scheduled for, but we're going to record it shortly. Um, our team reveal video. So we'll find out uh, about our week, our moves, um, who we're going to be captaining. Um, and also our plans. This is going to have a special focus on the worst um, away teams to defend um, and so we've, we'll uh, see basically the teams to target the juicy home games um, that you want uh, particularly for your captains and the next few matches so we'll have a special focus on that do watch out for that um, thanks again uh, we'll see I'll see you soon Tom in about four seconds <laughs> when we record <laughs> that uh, but we'll see everyone else uh, next week at Goals Imminent and also see you uh, in video and podcast form for our team reveal um, thanks a lot for your time uh, see you soon Thanks, Joe.